Hello and welcome back to By Jenna. This is Jenna and I'm so excited you decided to come back and listen to another episode. So we're just going to get right into it. This episode is mainly going to be focused on my own New York survival guide. I don't know if you've ever watched the show Ned Declassified. I watched it when I was a kid and I love that show just because it kind of gave me this like very comedic but sometimes actually helpful guide to middle school and I wanted to kind of make a similar thing but to New York living and I know a lot of my episodes are targeted towards that but if you do not have an interest in New York City or living here just stay along for the ride because I will be making more episodes not on New York after I am back home but while I'm here I want to kind of just make a lot of content on New York so in this episode I'm just going to be kind of doing a very short and concise New York survival guide just little things I've learned and things I want to share with people who have not lived in the city before or even live in the city and need these tips themselves. So we're going to start with the subway because if you don't know, the subway is the main transportation people take here. Honestly, the subway system is crazy when you think about how like just all the stations are everywhere and how the subway lines work. It's definitely a work of art, I will say that. But yeah, some people do bring cars and there are parking garages in New York. I know a lot of people were wondering if there were parking garages, but there are, but not many and you have to pay for it. It just seems like a nightmare. So I would say for starters, take the subway and do not bring a car here. That's just, again, my own personal opinion, but the subway can really get you anywhere. And once you know and get the hang of it, it's like a piece of cake, but it comes with a lot of different things. Sometimes there are delays. Sometimes you feel unsafe in the subway. Sometimes it's just absolute mayhem depending on the station you get off on. So yeah, I think each station here, or at least the well-known ones, definitely have their own trademark things to them and you'll get to know them if you are here. But for the subway in general, it's important to know whether you're going uptown or downtown, which is pretty self-explanatory, but I have taken the train uptown when I meant to go downtown and it happens. So I would say definitely learn the subway system and don't be afraid to ask the subway station workers, the people that are in the booths, to ask for help. But once you get very uptown, like, there are some stations like Penn Station, Times Square. There's just a handful of some stations where there's literally so many different trains going so many different places, which is why, again, Google Maps is going to be your friends. That's what I use. And I would say Google Maps is, like, not the best for walking. When I try to get to a place, like, Google Maps just has not been my friend. But it has been my friend to just know what subway station to take. So know where you're going. Google Maps will really walk you through that. So say if you want to take uh, the two train uptown to Times Square, it will say whether you need to transfer or whether it's just a full straight up right there. There are express trains and there are local trains. I mostly take express trains, which basically means the trains go faster and they don't take that many stops while local trains will literally take each stop. So the ride is much longer, but it also go to a place that isn't accessible with the express trains. So that's really different between express and local tracks. But really when you get into the subway station, it's just trying to figure out what the sign says. The signs will tell you whether it's going to Brooklyn, Queens, uptown, downtown. 
within the same platform most of the time they'll have you know a place where it says downtown and then adjacent to it will say uptown so it's really kind of where you know whether if you're going uptown you're going to take the uptown platform station trains if you're going downtown you're going to go to the sign and the arrows that say downtown in brooklyn and then you take that and i would say to kind of gauge whether you are on the right train i screenshot the stops that the subway is taking because when I am paranoid and I just want to make sure I'm going to the right place, I check to make sure the stops are being taken. So let's just say you're at 42nd Street Times Square and you're trying to go downtown. If the next stop the subway takes is like 72nd Street, you just know you're not on the right train because you're supposed to be going downtown, which means you're supposed to be going down on lower street numbers, not higher. So that's really just like, I know common sense, but I'm just hoping that helps one because that's really how you can gauge whether you're going uptown or downtown. But other than that, if you know where you're going and what stop you're getting off of, it's kind of easy from there. I think you'll obviously get to know the subway stations the more you take it, which is why I recommend take the subway often when you move here suggest you just explore all around and you take different subways and you go to different stations on my ride up to where I work which is by 42nd Street Times Square. I've actually gone off of every single stop that it takes while I'm going uptown so that honestly makes a difference because I feel comfortable now knowing that there are a handful of stops I've been at and I've taken and gone to the station so if for some reason I have to transfer something most of the time I know what to do. Lastly, with subways, they really can go on and on because it is a little bit complex at first, but there kind of are two different subways here. There's one subway that pretty much is more updated and it'll tell you what the next stop is via like a technology type thing in the train. I really don't know how to explain it. I could show you a picture, but it will literally say what the next stop is. And there'll also be like this electronic mapper with dots saying what the next stops are going to be. I love those subways because I don't ever have to overthink where I'm going because I can either see what the next stop is or I can check the train mapper. I don't really know what to call it, but yeah, I, I check that to make sure. But there's another type subway that has like orange seats and it's I think more of the older version of the subway. This does not have any sort of technology. There's like a map and sometimes they might have like a mapper uh, mapping what stops, but it's not electronic. So it's kind of like you don't know where you're going really. And that's where you have to be more alert and like check what stops you're hitting because if you don't know exactly where you are, you, it's just not a train where you can just be on your phone or like take a break. Like you have to make sure you know where you're going. All the subways will have this like electronic voice or an actual conductor saying like what the next stop is. But to be honest, sometimes can I hear what the conductor is saying? Sometimes it just sounds like someone's opening up a bag of potato chips and I wish I was lying, but everyone in New York just knows what that sound is. Sometimes you just cannot hear them, which is why I suggest again, you screenshot the stops that you're trying to hit and you just look out um, of the doors to see what stop they're at because sometimes you will lose service on the subway. So the last thing you want is like to not have service and you don't have like a screenshot of where you're going and like what stop you're getting off of because you think you're going to remember and then all of a sudden you're like two stops in and you're like, what stop am I getting off of? So Again, screenshot it. Honestly, it's kind of weird because the subway normally, like, I'm able to go on my data and, like, post on Instagram and respond to emails. Like, it's really weird because you'd think if I'm on, like, a moving subway underground, I would not be able to do that. But for the most part, the subways do have data, which is, like, good if you need to, like, use it for emergency reasons or you just want to be connected to people. But yeah, that's just another thing to know because... I don't know if people know that you can post on Instagram and check social media and check your emails while you're in the subway, which I would not have expected. 
And lastly, I did not expect to rant this much about subways, but definitely have some sort of like pepper spray for safety. And if you ever feel that way, move carts. It is not hard to do and it could put you in a safer situation. So pretty much if you feel unsafe in a certain cart, wait until it goes to the next stop and then just walk out and get to the next cart. People do it. It's not uncommon and it just is for safety reasons. I recommend that you have pepper spray. I have pepper spray. It just helps me feel a bit better in case if I ever have to use it, I do have something to protect myself. You can literally get on Amazon for eight bucks, so please just get it. It's important to have. Also make sure you know how to use it because the last thing you want is to buy it and then not know how to use it, so also make sure you do that. Otherwise, whenever I'm getting off of the station, I'm getting off of. I always try to kind of like catch up with other people that get off because um, in the station I get off of there's only elevators and of course I never want to be stuck in an elevator with like one person or feel unsafe. So that's why I recommend you maybe put a pep in your step and try to catch up with people so you can walk with people and that's if you're traveling in the subway alone because that's something I primarily do here. I recommend that. It makes me feel so much better because I can take the elevator with other people. And another thing is just don't get in a subway car if it's super empty. There's probably a reason it's empty. And lastly, I can't believe I talked this long about a subway. There are conductors, so if you are riding late at night alone, go into the car with the conductor. Definitely is the safest option, and normally they will stop under, like, the zebra stripes, which is, like, up above. I didn't notice it at first. I was like, what are they talking about with the zebra stuff? But then I saw zebra stripes where the cart normally lands at and stops at, so that's also something you can do when it's late at night and you are traveling alone. More into safety-wise, I definitely recommend to not be out super late at night. I personally don't go out when it's super dark. I'm only going to go out late at night if it's with other people. And when you're walking around the city, I use Google Maps a lot because obviously I don't know where every street is in New York is very big. I said earlier, when I'm trying to walk places, Google Maps is the best because it doesn't give me like street by street directions, which is why I recommend you just know what streets you're supposed to cross on. I just will pretty much look at the map and say, okay, I have to cross on this street and then this street. And that just makes it much easier than trying to physically see on the map where I am. And also get to know some like trademarks, like places that are well known. If you know there's like a subway that is on the corner you're going to turn at, that definitely makes it easier than if you're turning on the street you don't know of. And also never go out with your phone dead or go out with your phone at low percentage. Please make sure you have a portable charger and you are charging your phone because honestly, it's like a situation I've been very adamant about avoiding, which is having my phone die and then not knowing how to get home because that could be very scary, especially when you're alone. So have a portable charger and if you don't have one, get one. And even if you know how to get home, your buy station you normally take at, it's still definitely not safe at all to have your phone dead in the case that it is an unsafe situation and you need to call someone. But non-transportation-wise, we're going to move the conversation. This honestly might be a really long episode, but all this is really important and I kind of wish I listened to something similar before I moved here because I didn't really know any of this. So we're going to get into budgeting. So I'm not going to go too deeply in this just because I don't have a rent that's due every month. I'm here in a dorm, but I do have to pay for food. I'm completely taking care of myself here. No one else is here with me and no one else is 
like buying food for me. So I would recommend going to Trader Joe's. I have brought up a couple of recipes slash like foods I like to put together in previous episodes. So I would definitely recommend checking out my New York recommendations video because I go into some of my favorite Trader Joe's meals. But Trader Joe's will save you a lot. There's like other grocery stores. There's a grocery store right outside my room. But a lot of the stuff there is overpriced and I only go there to like get stuff I don't really need to get at Trader Joe's or I just don't have the time to go to Trader Joe's so I'll just go right outside my street and get food there but there definitely are grocery stores that are overpriced especially grocery stores that are like Whole Foods so I recommend going to Trader Joe's getting to know their items if you haven't gone there before and shopping there because their prices are so good they're so affordable and their food is also good for you too and yeah so budgeting wise I'd say grocery shopping go to Trader Joe's otherwise definitely try to save when you can that's really the only budgeting thing I want to go into but before you move here definitely save up and while you're here just be mindful of your purchases there are a ton of stuff here to do for free. I do a lot of just sightseeing, so I would say to definitely take advantage of the spots that are free. The Dumbo area is a very good place to go to. Central Park is always fun. Really anything that has to do with the park, Washington Square is always a good time. So I would say if you don't have that much money to spend here, take advantage of the free stuff that you can do here because there is stuff you can do for free and just really work on getting a lot of meals from your grocery shopping because you could get a lot of food and meals from there and that will save you a lot if you're not eating out a lot. And my guide to fashion here, I would say I recommend not bringing a lot of clothes when you come here. I really like revitalized my wardrobe and rebuilt it here by going to thrift stores and shopping around different places because New York has a ton of different unique clothing items that I definitely wouldn't have found elsewhere. And a lot of the things I own now are from New York and not from anywhere else. So I'd say maybe don't bring a ton of clothes here if you think you're gonna really rebuild it. I think when you are in New York, you're definitely influenced by everyone else's fashion style, and a lot of people here really like to express themselves through clothing, so you probably will be more inspired to up your style if you don't wear a lot of stylish pieces or you don't really have a style statement. So I recommend you bring a lot of like basics and things that definitely are comfortable and you know feel like home to you just so you know you're not just going here with clothes you don't like to wear, but also just bringing basics that can be layered and styled in different ways and all that kind of stuff. And definitely bring stuff for different kinds of weather. I'm only here in the spring, but the weather has gone from being super cold to kind of warm. And that's why it's just important to have, you know, different accessories. People love to wear hats here. I've worn more hats and beanies in these past three months than I've ever have, ever. So I'd say, you know, have some accessory, get some jewelry, get some beanies, some hats, but also just find your style. Definitely have a couple of pairs of shoes that you like to walk in because you obviously will be doing a lot of walking here. So if you don't have a good pair of go-to sneakers or go-to low-wedge boots that are something that goes with a lot of outfits and are comfortable, then definitely invest in those because it's not going to be fun if you are trying to walk around in New York and you don't have comfortable footwear. And yeah, just really have a range of different clothes to work with because the style changes and your 
style will definitely be influenced and or changed by being here because people really wear whatever they want to wear here, which I love. And it's definitely different from being in a hometown, a neighborhood type place where you don't feel as comfortable to express yourself. So I would say, you know, don't bring too many clothes and allow yourself to have that chance to rebuild your wardrobe and change it. And then I also just wanted to talk about mental health. I would say New York is definitely tough at times, and I think I saw something about how, like, New York is kind of that, like, tough love kind of vibe, and I could definitely say I get that here. So I would recommend you definitely take care of yourself. I brought this up again in one of my previous episodes, so be sure to check that out to really get a more in-depth episode on just that. But yeah, it's really important to take care of yourself here. A lot of New York is built on kind of being workaholics. I've kind of felt it here. I've seen it a little bit, and it could definitely exhaust you. The city can definitely exhaust you because there's always something happening, which is great, but it's also not great because you kind of never feel like there's like an appropriate time to rest. I myself have just had a little bit of trouble of just like falling asleep at night. I don't know if it's just because of me being in New York or something else, but there's just always stuff happening here. There is really never a time where the city is taking a break, even in a pandemic. There's still tons of stuff happening and that could affect you and your mental health because you kind of feel guilty for just doing nothing and taking a break and making sure mental health is okay. So just please do that because if you can't take care of yourself mentally, it's just going to affect everything else in your life. And it's really going to go a long way if you can take care of yourself and make sure that you are doing some self-care stuff, hopefully every day or at least weekly, so that when you are going to work and you're meeting new people and you're in a new city, you yourself are doing great and you're kind of able to spread that good energy elsewhere. I have a day every week, which is Sunday, just because I always have Sunday off. That's just the day, but I think most people choose this day to be Sunday too, but Sundays normally are a day where I don't go out much, and I don't go to work, and I just stay in. I do normally do some work on that day. I'm not going to lie. It's not a day free full of work, so it could be better, but for the most part, I stay in my place, and I just don't worry about, you know, where am I going? What am I doing today? And of course, I love having that worry, I guess, every day, just on my days off. But it does get exhausting at times where I just feel like I always have to be on the go and I can't just, you know, sit in my place and just realize, like, I could still take a day to myself and I don't need to always be out and about in New York. So I'd recommend having a day or even a half day where you can literally just decompress and be in your place and just enjoy being in your own company and not worrying about, you know, what's going on in the outside world. I think having your own safe haven and your own space where you're just able to relax is really important. So that's something I definitely recommend too. But yeah, I am going to wrap this up and I am going to say for my last tip for the New York survival guide is to explore everywhere. I don't want to hear any excuses from anyone that you don't want to explore alone. You're going to figure it out and it's going to be great. I've literally been here on my own for almost three months And I've done everything alone, so it's just not an excuse to not want to go out and explore alone. Obviously, for safety reasons, that's valid. But if you go out in daylight, there's just so much you can explore here. And finding places on your own, too, is like an own special thing. 
it just makes it even more special because I found some places via Google Maps, but there's been some places I've literally just found by walking, and it just makes it so much better when you find it yourself and it's not just something you found on TikTok or the internet or social media. It's just this own place you found, and it could be a very popular place, but when you find it yourself, it makes a difference. So that's why I just recommend exploring everywhere. Even if you think you're not going to like a certain neighborhood, go on Google Maps, find some places to check out. And then just walk around and see what there is in each neighborhood. Because there really is so many different things to try here and to see and to be at. So if you're here, take advantage of just the many different places you can see all in one area and just enjoy it. I hope that you got some valuable information from here. I know a lot of it was focused on subways, but I know it's so important. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I will hopefully see you guys next week or the week after on a new episode of Bye Jenna. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye.